Um, I feel my strength coming back to everything that's been going on in this in this world, on this planet, in this city, in this country, in this state. Um, there's been a lot of things that have left us tired. We've been through a pandemic and we're still going through a pandemic. We've seen lives taken because of the color of someone's skin. We've experienced a country where there's roughly 40 million people without jobs that lost jobs rather. We're experiencing people getting murdered in prison and there's no explanation. We're experiencing whole households on the streets bombing for money. I ran across a young Hispanic family a few weeks ago holding up a sign saying, um, could you please help? Um, the young man was holding up a sign saying that he lost his job. We're in a state where we're tired. We've been bombarded as a church. The institution of a church has been bombarded. The institution of race has been bombarded. The institution of the economy has been bombarded. The country at its core has been bombarded. The whole world is experiencing the same dramas on top of the drama that they've encountered throughout the time, throughout the years. It's not just an everyday thing now. It's something added on to an everyday thing. Um, I pray to God that his message get through. Um, let us pray, Father God. I pray that you have full control and full reign, O Heavenly Father God. Your will be done. Place angels about us for protection and guidance. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I will be reading out of Isaiah 28, um, uh, forgive me, verse 28, chapter 41, Isaiah 41, verse 28, um, and um, it states, For I beheld, and there was no man, even among them, and there was no counselor, Wrong verse. Uh, straight up tripped out. Wrong verse. Wrong verse. I'm in chapter 40, verse 28. And it reads, Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. 
He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail or fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. God is going to give you your strength back. He's going to give you your strength back. Um, I've experienced a lot of things going on right now with being in a position to faint. There's no food in the house, man. What you going to do? There's no job. There's social unrest. And this particular scripture is talking about God giving you strength back if you just wait on him. And in the course of the scripture, he uses an eagle. On your mount up on wings as eagles. Um, an eagle is very particular. The scripture is very familiar to a lot of you. So I'm going to give you my breakdown of it. And what God uses an eagle. Man, when you're tired, man, you are bogged down with things. You got so much going on, man. It's, it's a loss of a job, a loss of a friend, a loss of a loved one. Um, just fear. Fear of going to sleep. Fear of being in your house. Right now, you got people who fearing just to drive down the street because the world is in so much chaos. The United States is in a chaotic state. Um, spiritual unrest is naturally being seen. What's up there? What's up there? Um, what I what I want to speak on is that when you're in a position like this. It's more like being bogged down. And the eagle is a great example of showing how life can bog you down and stress you out to the point where there's no return, it seems. But God made you so you can handle this. An eagle, when an eagle gets so old, it starts losing the ability to fly as it did as it was young. It grows too many feathers instead of just having enough. So when it's taking flight, it's heavier. The talons, what it's used to grab is prey with, to hunt, get so long and dull that they're useless. Now it's to the point it can't even pick up its own food. To eat, now it's having a problem eating. It has a problem with transportation. It has a problem with getting around. And what's so even crazy about that is, it gets to the point where its beak gets too long. And when the beaks get too long, now it have a problem even eating the food after it can catch it. So now, even though you can bring home the bacon, you can't eat it. And you're having such a hard time just to receive it, just to fly. 
you'll never think that an eagle will get to the point where it gets to the point where its wings are so heavy laden with feathers that it's about to die because it can't do what it was made to do properly and that's take flight to find a way to keep itself healthy by eating but its talons is too long now it can't grab the food and its beak is too long and has curved so now it cannot eat so the eagle is left in a position to seclude itself and find a way to fix the problem we've been in a place of seclusion because god is trying to show us how to fix the problem and he's trying to keep us from fainting because he he knows we're tired and when you faint the bible say faint not say god will give you your strength if you faint not because if you faint in anything what happens is you're spiritually sleep to it if i'm to the point where i'm so tired man to where i just give up that's what the Bible means by faint. You are spiritually knocked out. You don't have any type of remorse of anything about what's going on. You just have given up. You're spiritually asleep. You're, what can you do? Well, the Bible tells us what to do and how to do it by using the eagle as a reference. The reason people faint is because they get to the point they get tired of the battle. They get tired of the struggle. They get tired of trying to love and they feel like they're the only one loving. They end up fainting and having divorce. They end up fainting and quitting jobs. They end up fainting and committing suicide. They end up fainting and throwing rides instead of protesting because they at a point to where they're tired of being treated a certain way. And the Bible said, if you faint night, he will mount you on wings as eagles. And you will be able to soar above all these obstacles in your life. And the way that the eagle stops itself from dying after its talons gets too long to grab its food or wings get too thick to have ordinary flight or beak gets too long and curves for it to even digest what eat the food that it can catch if it goes on side of a cliff of seclusion. The first thing, first thing it does, it plucks out its feathers because the feathers are too thick. Secondly, it crashes its talons against the rocks till it breaks its talons off its legs. It beak, its beak is useless, so it beats its beak against the side of the cliff until its beak is totally destroyed. Now you have an eagle who is bleeding to death because it, it has um, knocked his beef off his beak, off his mouth. It has ripped out his feathers and it has destroyed its talons where it used to kiss them with. So now it's at the point of infection and dying on side of a mountain because it feel like it's useless. 
And a lot of times we will beat ourselves up to the point where we physically get to the point where we're physically about to kill ourselves through stress, through anger, through regret, because we're we feel like we can't accomplish what we feel in our heart to accomplish. And when we get like that, God uses the ego. And the ego shows us to come back. The ego in the process grows its beak again. It grows its feathers again. And its talons grows again to be sharp. It resurrects itself from the state it was in. And now it moves on flying better than it was in the, in the beginning. You have too much weight on you. And when you have too much weight on you, you have to release the weight that's on you. When Paul was in the boat and the boat was when they were trying to keep the boat from um, um, sinking, they start throwing stuff overboard. When Jonah was in the boat, they threw Jonah overboard because Jonah was the problem. One thing you need to figure out, what is the problem to your dilemma? What are you holding on to that you need to throw overboard? What's something old that's, that keeps getting in the way? Like them old feathers of an eagle. When the eagle feather gets so old, it has to pluck them out. If not, it won't be able to take flight. What's getting to the point where it's so old to where, like an eagle's talons, it gets dull to where it can't grab its prey? What's stopping you from getting to what that thing that you need to get to? When an eagle gets so old, it beaks turns and it cannot even eat its food. What's getting so old that you won't let go? Just making it to where you can't speak the things you need to speak. What's stopping you from speaking things into existence? Instead of speaking death, you speak life. The eagle destroys everything that's stopping it from getting to the next level. So physically, everything grows back new. The Bible say, I'll do a new thing. God says, sing to me a new song. Right now, as a black man in America, I'm telling you, it's certain fears that I have I, I didn't even think I had. You know, but at the same time, I see a shift. I see things changing, you know. But at the same time, I'm leery, and I'm going to protect me and my family, you know, to my best ability. And I'm praying to God, you know, for that protection and for the protection of this country and my brothers and sisters of all races. But at the same time, we get tired. But if we faint not, if we don't give up on God, God said, you have faith in me, I will give you strength. You will mount on wings as eagles. And what's so crazy about mounting on wings as eagles is that you had to go through a transformation just to do that. You had to realize that, man, I got to get rid of this dead weight. What's dead weight to your mindset? What's mentally you're holding on to that you need to let go of? Um, 
I've been seeing um, peaceful protests turn to riots. Um, I've seen where the president talking about bringing in the military um, against his own people. And it's just that one group of people, people is reacting differently, but both of them are tired. The rioters are just as tired as the protesters. Um, but there's a there's a way to do everything. There's a way to handle everything. And when you're to the point where you're too stressed out, you have to let things go. Because at the end of the day, God is ultimately in control. And um, anything that's been released into this atmosphere, into this world right now, we, we have to learn how to live with it. We have to learn how to fight against it. We have to learn how to stick together as a people. We need to learn how to stick together as a race. We need to learn how to stick together as um, as the human race. Um, but at the same time, we better protect ourselves. Um, God didn't call us to be cowards. And um, what I mean by that is, man, my family, my first priority, you know, and um, so I'm just pretty much at the at the point where to keep me from fainting, to keep me from giving up, man, I just put my faith in God, man. I just say, I just say, God, you know, I'm gonna do my best to be the man of God I'm supposed to be. Um, but to be honest with you, man, I've been tired. I'm tired, tired of seeing, man, my my brothers and sisters, you know, get shot and get beat. Worried about man if I make a wrong move, what's going to happen to me? I'm just in the store one day um, about a week or two ago and um, a lot of Caucasians walk in the store, man, and I'm like, man, I start feeling literally like I was around gangbangers because of stuff I've been seeing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, this shouldn't even be like that. But at the same time, I'm like, man, what do I do? I tell you what I'm going to do as a man. I'm going to respect everybody's boundaries. I'm going to go my business. And I know because I know who I am and my skeletons in the closet, I don't want them to come out. I witnessed a guy um, recently come going through my neighborhood just looking for places to break in. And he came to my home. Okay, and, um, and uh, my kids, I, I had just took my wife to work and I put my kids in the house when I seen a guy, you know, I asked my kids, y'all know that guy? They're like, no, no, we don't know who that is. So uh, I put my kids in the house and locked the door. Went outside and um, I asked the individual, to say, man, what you doing by my house? Oh, I'm looking for somebody. Now, it's seven o'clock in the morning. You around my house, um, touching my door, and my neighbors don't know all those things of this nature. Told the guy, I said, look here, man. I said, man, you in the wrong place, man, to be looking for somebody. I said, man, you better move around. I said, you're going to find something you ain't looking for. I'm saved, sanctified, filled the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, when it comes to my family, bro, you in trouble. I told that guy, I said, man, you in the wrong place, man. I said, man, you playing, man. Now, wherever his situation was that took him outside of his neighborhood, to come into my neighborhood to try to make some quick cash where, where I'm at. I told this man, man to man. I told him straight up as I say, man. I said, my wife and kids live here, bro. I said, bro, move around, man. I said, move around for my career, bro. I said, you're going you gonna to find something you ain't looking for, bro. Real talk. 
And man, you know what? I was in Papa Brown mode. I won. I won Minister Chimney. I was an Elder Chimney. You know what I'm saying? I won none of that. I was. I was Papa Brown. You know what I'm saying? So, so doing my dude. You. He, you can't, you can't make me um leave him over. I said, bro, you better move around, bro. I said, you ain't the only one from the hood, bro. Real talk. Now I don't have to go from zero to a hundred with this dude. I'm a grown man, bro. This dude run up here by my crib. I'm worried about people from. I'm worried about people. I'm in an all white neighborhood. Just being realistic with you. I'm worried about people running up on me because I'm black. And then I got this black dude. Casing out my crib. So now I'm like, dude, what you doing? I asked the dude, dude, what you doing, man? Because now, you know, now say, man, when it comes to family, bro, it's time to protect. I ain't got time to be downtown breaking build breaking windows out of buildings. Uh, I ain't got time to be, man, um, trying to get the ladies Nikes, breaking in stores, using uh, writing as an excuse because I want to vandalize. Just being real, which some of this stuff, man, it ain't got nothing to do with protest. Protest is about the, the inhumane way they treat us. But what people done fainted and done, and done use an excuse for self-gain it's something totally crazy. It's that even the young will get weary. Even the young will get weary. Man, don't get weary on my watch. Don't get weary by my house. Don't faint because you don't you ain't got it and you're gonna try to take it from me. I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, man, I'm a husband. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm a son. At the end of the day, I'm somebody's brother. At the end of the day, I'm Elder Chimney. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, I have to realize that this life is, is, is about guarding and safeguarding those who's around you and safeguarding your mentality, safeguarding your integrity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, I'm not one-sided when it comes to this. Because black lives matter, white lives matter, Hispanic lives matter, um, Asian lives matter. It ain't about your color. It's not about anything about that. It's about integrity. It's about protection. And this mainly about which way God want me to handle every situation that come my way. Because if I don't handle the way God want me to handle it, I feel like I'm doing wrong. And if I handle the way God want me to handle every situation, I feel like I'm doing right. I ain't got to answer the damn person about what I do when it comes to how I handle things pertaining to God. Real talk. So, I've, I've, I'm at the point where I'm all, I'm living like I'm almost like a, I'm living like my back against is against the wall in a lot of areas. Uh, I'm just being realistic with you right now. Um, 
living in a society where you know somebody get mad at you and because of the color of your skin and they just go out on a, a race hunt i seen one guy on the internet with a with a bow and arrow in in the middle of a protest you finna start shooting people with bow and arrows man they was on that dude like white on rice and a paper plate in a snowstorm priorities what's the priority how is that going to affect your family how is that going to affect your ministry you know when you faint in things you gave you've you've given up i fainted before i fainted to where i just said man i can't do it i feel like wasn't nobody listening to me i feel like i felt like you know that um I feel like there's nothing else I could do. And I just needed somebody just to undergird me and say, say, man, I'm praying for you. Say, man, you can talk to me. I fainted in some areas. I fainted in some areas and it cost me some things. And it took a long time to bounce back from it. And people don't understand when you faint. But they'll judge you when you faint. They don't understand when you faint. They don't understand that you're carrying a load over here. You're carrying a load over there. You're carrying a load over here. And then you're trying to do all of that and take care of business here, take care of business there. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're weary. You're weary. Then the tragedy happened here. My friend lost a, lost, lost a loved one through violence. You know, you know, am I going to be the next black man riding down the street that's going to get killed by the police? You know, but in all of this, I trust God. Man, I ride and die for God, man. For God's word, man, it's all about trusting God no matter what the situation is. It's a lot of times I could have fainted. Man, one time, I um I was um I lost my job. I lost my job and um I didn't have no money. I have no money. I got an eviction notice. They finna kick me out, they finna kick me out of my house, they finna kick me out of my home, right? Um I feel less than a man, bro. I feel less than a man and uh I had twenty-nine thousand dollars in the bank. The bank wouldn't even let me get my own money out. So they gave me a slip to say, I'll be able to get my money out Tuesday, but this is a Friday and I got the eviction notice that if I ain't out the house, I ain't out my home by Monday. You know what I'm saying? They're going to push everything to the curve. Hey, I tried to beg and plead with the people. Man, I took the last little bit of money I had. I took my family to Wendy's. And I went to a church service, man. I put the last little bit in church and I just said, man, I'm just going to praise God. I'm just going to praise God. You know, I'm, I'm running in place, doing my little thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm praising God, man. And man, I, that's all I had in me. I said, man, God said this. I was in the house crying before all this happened when, when, when I was seeing, looking at the eviction notice. I said, God, what am I going to do? God said, I won't let you fall. I heard it myself. I didn't want to know. I felt it in my spirit. Nope. God said, I won't let you fall. I cried like a baby. 
I cry like a baby. Back to the, uh, the church scene. I'm in church. Man, I'm dancing like, man, shoot, I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to spend my last little bit of money at Whitney's. I'm going to my last little bit of money in the church. Man, I, um, I went home. I went to sleep, right? When I woke up the next day, I had $1,000 in my bank account. I just trust him. You want to please God, you got to, man, you please God by faith. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says faith without works is dead. I was 